Welcome to Business Launch Prep School Podcast, a podcast for new coaches seeking to create their own coaching businesses from scratch. This podcast offers free advice and information on important topics like sales, marketing, and more. Each week, we deliver best practices and actionable advice. Now, here's your host, Rolanda Sumner, the creator of Business Launch Prep School. Today, so today we're going to talk about the two greatest salesmen of all time and how that applies to you. Naturally, the first person that you might think of, or you may not, is Jesus Christ. And then the second person is John the Baptist. I want to start off with John the Baptist first. So in John 1, 6 through 8, um, new NLT, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself is not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. So the light is Jesus. And John the Baptist was sent before Jesus to talk about Jesus, the light. So if we think of it in a business perspective, we can say the CEO sent out his salesman to tell, to educate the public and to educate potential buyers about his son or about his, this new product. Okay, stay with me. And the unique thing about it is John the Baptist doesn't have a whole lot of evidence. He doesn't have demonstrations. He has to go out and he has to educate the public and essentially sell them on the Lord. So John the Baptist is not a rich man. He's not a man with clout or a physical worldly clout. He doesn't really own anything. He lives by the river in among like in the wilderness. So he's pretty poor if we're looking at it from you know the worldly our perspective. He's pretty poor, you know. He's got to go out and tell, educate all of these different people and tell them that the light is coming. And he says in John 1 15, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am for he existed long before me. This is the thing. This is why he's such a great salesperson because he has to educate his target audience, which is pretty much anybody with ears, but in in that context, it was probably the poor, probably people who needed to be liberated from um, Judaism and Hebrewism and such and, and, and wanted to have a better life. He had to sell them on this person who has been there all along, but is coming after him. He doesn't know what this person is going to look like. He don't know, you know, he doesn't know a great deal about this new person coming along. He just knows God sent him 
And then guess what? You, you guys need to get ready. I'm here to get you ready. So he has to sell the Messiah to the people. They haven't heard of him yet. So not only is, you know, John going out here, he's poor. He might smell a little bit. He's, he may be a little hungry. You know, he's got to tell these people about this awesome dude who's coming along, who's going to help them and help them have a life after death. Like this life might be hard because you might be a slave, but after death, things are going to get so much better. He's got a, he, he is a prophet, right? But he is not the prophet. So people are asking him questions, just like when you have an a sales conversation. First, you start off, you have an intro, introduction, and then you set the intention of the call. He's already done that. My name is John the Baptist, or my name is John, and I'm here to tell you guys about the Messiah. And then they start asking questions. And normally in a sales conversation, the person who asks questions is a person who closes. But like, they just want to know, you know, are you the prophet we expected? John says, no. Um, well, then who are you? Are you Elijah? John says, no. He's like, I'm not the Messiah. I'm the person who's coming here to prepare the way for him to come. And the folks are like, if you want the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? Because he's trying to baptize his audience, his target audience to prepare. I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. He's got to sell Jesus on a crowd who hasn't seen him yet. They're like, okay, we're looking for Jesus. We're not looking for you. He had to basically get everybody on board. And it's not a, 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 a I need to convince you. It's an education. He has to educate all of these people who tell him that the Lord is coming and that, you know, he's coming. You got to put your whole entire body into this cold water. This is probably one or of two outfits you have ever. We have to put you in this cold water, fully submerged, so we can prepare you for his coming. You okay with that? I think what made John the Baptist such a great salesperson is naturally because he had God behind him, but because he was so convicted, like he knew that his life was in danger. Nobody speak, nobody says like the king is coming against the Roman empire, right? So he knew his life could be in danger. He knew that he was going to have to walk up and down these Bethlehem streets and all over the desert, going from town to town to town, trying to get people into the water. He knew this wasn't going to be hard, but he was so convicted in what he was selling. 
that people really had no choice but to believe him, right? They had no choice. And even he, you know, John the Baptist isn't crazy, though it might seem like he's crazy. He was just that convicted about what his mission was to help other people get salvation. To help other people have a life after death with God. That was his mission. So I, I tell you this because if John the Baptist could be in threat of losing his life and people are questioning him, and he's still got to go out there and ask. He's still got to go out there and educate. He has to know what his audience needs. These people are in need of someone to teach them. They're in need of someone to give them some sense of peace, some sense of hope. Because this is Roman times. These people are poor. So they need a sense of a hope. He had to be convicted to make all this happen. He had to know his audience. Then he had to speak to their pain points. Then he had to share with them the benefits of being baptized, body, mind, and soul. He had to share with them the benefits of getting a lead with, them, with God. He had to share with them the benefits of staying, like looking for the Messiah, continue to look for the Messiah. He's coming, but I'm getting you ready. He had to do that. He did a great job. He did a great job. He was just dunking people into the water left and right in your only outfit. So think about it. If you are a peasant, you're walking around doing your thing. You're trying to get to work so you can get your one coin for the month. And you have maybe two outfits. You run into some dude and he's like getting water. You don't have a wash machine. You don't have a dryer. You don't have any modern day con conveniences. If that's your only outfit, now you want me to get in the water and I got to do other things too. Depending on what time of year of it, you can be trying to, you could get a cold, <laughs> you know? All of this sounds pretty trivial. Like, well, okay. But if you sit down and you put some real thought about it and you spend the perspective, what if you had to go out there and sandals and like a lamb sheep oh, like throw because he didn't have sleeves in it. It was just tossed over his shoulder. So you can go tell, prepare the people who you were honest. Hey, I'm, I'm not the man you're looking for, but I'm getting you ready. And they're, they're just looking for the people I mean, they're just looking for Jesus. They're just looking for the Messiah. They're like, look, we're not looking for you, John. Where's your friend at? That's a hard sell to make. So the reason I say he's the one of the greatest salespeople is because at that time, they would put you to death. And he did get put to death in Matthew 14, 8. He did get put to death. He, he did. But he knew this was going to happen. He knew this was a possibility. And he still was so convicted in what he was selling that he went out there and sold it anyway. And, and sold it and people were baptized and people were prepared and they were ready to receive the Messiah. 
The second person uh, we want to talk about is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why is he the all-time best um, salesperson of all time? It's because he came to this earth in human form that feels pain, that feels hunger, that feels tired. And from day one, he stood above the rest. Okay. From day one, he stood above the rest. When he was a little kid, he was teaching rabbis in the church. He was just talking religious talk, educating people. And they're like, oh my gosh, he's so smart. He was, when he was a little older, he was turning water into wine. So he was already special. But as we know, sometimes being special, sometimes being special means that you're going to have to be out there in public. People are going to recognize you and you're going to be more visible, which is a fear of people when they sell. Folks are going to see me a lot. Let me looking towards me. What if somebody calls me out? You start to have like a lot of imposter syndrome. You start to feel inadequate. You don't want to be out in front. And this is so for extroverts and introverts. Like it's scary. What if they don't like me? He had to put all of that aside. He had to put his ego aside because God was like, look, you have a mission. I need you to to bring as many people as you can to me. As many people as you can, because remember, people aren't coming back from the dead talking about, hey, there is God, like I met him myself. Usually if you die, you die. You know, there might've been a couple of miracles, but for the most part, there aren't like these big groups of people coming back out of the grave saying, hey man, it was awesome, you need to die too. So he's, and, you know, the more he performs miracles or demonstrations, because sometimes in sales, you have to do a demonstration. The more miracles he performed, the more the leaders of the land were getting really upset. The more thieves and murderers and you know the the bigger his crowd got because jesus he had a thug crowd let's think about it he had a tax collector he had a prostitute he, he was a pimp in his own right he had a few people but he took them in and then he helped them to become better people with the word so much so that they went out and his sales team went out his disciples went out and became his sales team to help other people become better. He's the greatest salesperson because he was so convicted about what he was selling to the masses that he gave his life for it. Yes, there were times that he was like, do I have to go through this, God? Do I have to go through this, Father? But guess what? He went through it anyway. It's not the question you ask, it's what you do with the answer. He knew they was gonna beat him. He knew he was gonna have to drag that crucifix. He knew he was gonna get nailed up 
to a cross, to some plank planks until he died. He knew this. And he was such a good salesperson that he said, look, this is what's going to happen. Come and get me in three days. I'm going I'm to be good. Don't worry about it. I got, you know, just trust me. And he was, he was so good at his job that people waited. They trusted him. They was like, okay, um, that looks really painful, but we, we're here. We got you. Now, some, some people ran away. But for the most part, his sales techniques were so tight that 2,021 years later, we are still talking about him. That's a salesperson. You need to be that convicted or maybe even a margin of conviction that John the Baptist and Jesus had in your program. You need to be so convicted that God gave you the right resources and tools and people and places and things to help you develop his program to deliver to his people. You have to be so convicted that he is helping you. Even if you're like, look, there's a little bit of me that doubts myself. Okay, you might doubt yourself, but you don't doubt God. He, he's entrusted you with his clients. He's entrusted you with his, his program. He's entrusted you with this information on, on how to help somebody become a better person, become a better leader, become a better business owner, become better with their finances, have better relationships. He's entrusted you with that. And so you have to be so convicted in what he has entrusted you with that you are going to go out here. You're going to put your ego aside and go out here and sell his program. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. If somebody said, look, I need you to go ahead and hop on that crucifix. We got to nail your feet and your hands to it while you're awake with no anesthesia and hang you there until you die. I'm not sure if I'm going to be sticking. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not sticking with BOPS. Like my program is good. My program is great. But you know what? <laughs> um, I can create something else. I can, I can do something else. <laughs> so I want you to look at this with, I, I want you to look at this from a safe perspective. Like I don't expect you to actually die for a program, but I do want you to believe so much about what God placed in you that you're willing to ignore your own insecurities, set them aside, work on them on your off time so that you can help other people get through whatever they're getting through. If you have any questions about what I, I talked about, feel free to leave a voice message or a comment. And I am I'm so happy if this helped you. And if it didn't, let me know. You guys have a wonderful day. This is your host, Rolanda Sumner. Thank you so much for listening to Business Launch Prep School podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends as well as rate us on iTunes. And last, for a special gift, 
download your free copy of our coaching program pricing calculator. With a few clicks, you can easily and accurately calculate your coaching program price, your group rate, one-on-one rate, gift allowance, and so much more. Visit the description below to get your free copy. Thank you and have a beautiful day.